Welcome back, everybody. This is Grizzly from Lexington, Kentucky. This evening, we have a special guest, Blake from Michigan. Does he have some interesting details of his encounters? Not only with Bigfoot, but also Dogman. So sit back and relax. Get your beverage. And listen to the story. Blake, start us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey. Well, uh, you know, as a young kid, I was fascinated with uh, stories my dad would tell me of uh, Bigfoot and the Patterson film and uh, and of UFOs and different uh, paranormal stuff and would watch uh, History Channel shows and different uh, old school uh, sci-fi shows and stuff. And uh, it piqued my interest. So I started reading books and uh, just started going out there and I had my first experience and from then on, I was dead set on uh, exploring the truth of what's really out there. Right on. So your first experience, how was it? Well, you know, my first experience with Bigfoot, uh, you know, I was uh, 13 and uh, going outside all the time and in the woods at nighttime. This particular time, uh, I would have a routine to get my eyes adjusted. So I would... Uh, Usually go in our side woods is what I called it. And then my eyes would get adjusted. I would cross the street, get into the main woods, and then uh, work my way to this big area. Uh, but this particular night, I skipped that, and I crossed the road, and I paralleled the road a little bit, and I heard some commotion uh, in the side woods of my yard. And I thought it was a deer, so I just was like, ah, whatever. I jumped deer, dozens of deer and other animals at that point, so I wasn't too worried or concerned. And uh, I moved about 20 more yards, paralleling the, uh, the road. And then um, I heard it again and stuff, and I made a low whoop, and uh, nothing happened. All of a sudden, I keep walking about 20 more yards or so, and uh, all of a sudden, this burst of commotion happens. And I, I hear it, and I stop, and... I hear it on the road and it takes three bipedal steps to cross this dirt road. And all of a sudden there's a split silence in it, a huge splash land, it lands in this flooded thicket and then it dashes towards me. It goes and stops 30 feet in this thicket. You know, I could see a little bit of movement of the thicket and stuff, but I couldn't see the creature. And it was, uh, it was a, maybe a full moon, a half moon is bright but I, I could not see the actual creature. And we, uh, I had my walking stick and I raised it up like this. And uh, we stood there for two minutes. Uh, first 30 seconds, I honestly thought I was probably going to die. I was just waiting for something to grab me. After a minute, you know, after a minute, you know, other things start popping into my head. Like, you know, um, you know, maybe I'm not going to die, obviously, and stuff. And I, I get the idea, you know, I got to get back to my house. And I, after, at two minutes, I get the courage and strength to turn and just continue walking. And I, you know, was, my head was on my shoulders, twirling and twisting. And, uh, you know, I was scared to go up and down the road. And so I circled the brush thinking I could hear it if it uh, came closer and stuff. 
I never did hear it again. And I, I made it to the house, obviously. And um, it was, tra- you know, traumatizing. I didn't go back in the woods for, you know, two months after that. Wow. And that's what's kicked everything off. Unbelievable. That's something else. See, I would have dropped dead of a heart attack. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to run. There's no way. Nah, I didn't run. I, I couldn't. I was frozen. Yeah. Run, walk, crawl, watermelon crawl. Nope. Nope. Not many. So what happened after that? Well, uh, the next day I went out and I, you know, investigated what, you know, I crossed the road in three steps like a human. And so I tried to do it and it took me five jumping steps to do it. Uh, so I realized it came down the embankment on my side of the woods. It crossed in three steps and then he had jumped uh, and over this branch that was uh, about four feet up and then, you know, four feet uh, away from the ditch uh, of the road. So he took three steps. He jumped over this branch and landed in that flooded thicket and then dashed towards me. And obviously no human could do that. Um, it was just, it sounded so human though, bipedal movement when it crossed the road in three steps. I just thought it doesn't sound like a deer. And uh, I'd be going uh, and making calls and stuff, you know, months before this out in the woods at nighttime, I would carry a knife and a stick, a walking stick, nothing really else. And I, I'd be out there by myself. So I, you know, over the years, and there was some activity after this, little bits of uh, wood knocks and um, some pebbles being thrown at a bus stop with me and my brother waiting for the bus. But uh, over the years, you know, we moved to different areas and um, had different interaction in different places in uh, Michigan and uh, realized that, you know, these creatures are uh, pretty plentiful here in Michigan, it seems like. You know, if I'm able to go to different states and get encounters and things happening, they're not, you know, a needle in the haystack here. Right. So uh, um, just years of uh, going out there by myself and uh, experiencing uh, different stuff at night. And then finally, <clears throat> uh, like some of the stuff uh, would, I start having interaction. I'd be going in this place for a whole week straight and I would find... Um, like, uh, tree manipulation and stuff along the trail that wasn't there the, the previous day. And then every day they would add something to it. Or I would see a tree structure where there was maple and oak trees. And then there was a pine tree branch uh-huh. uh, with no pine trees, uh, 500 yards in any direction. And this sort of thing that, you know, it was very obvious and stuff. Wood knocks, um, particular time, uh, uh, I was being followed by a, a creaking tree sound when there was no wind. Wow. Uh, one thing I like to do over the years I've, I've developed is, you know, when you're in, in an area and you think you're having interaction and you're hearing sounds, if you go 100, 200 yards and those sounds continue to follow you, it's most likely not a normal animal. You know, a deer's not going to keep following you. It's A squirrel's not going to keep following you, chucking acorns at you. Right. You know, uh, it eliminates a lot of normal stuff. And then you can say, you know, this is not normal, what you're encountering out there. And so uh, being out there solo and stuff, doing this, being close and um, 
you kind of get a sense, you kind of get acclimated and stuff. And then I started the Lost Cryptids Conservatory, started working with people, and then uh, it exploded with uh, it seems like encounters and different things that we we did. Uh, we had very close encounters and evidence on the YouTube that you can see. Um, it's amazing. These creatures are are just amazing. Very intelligent. They're everywhere. We have uh, a lot of different reports here in Michigan. Uh, I'm going to shout out to uh, Val Savala. He's a uh, Michigan data miner. He's not a Bigfoot researcher. He's a uh, profiler, a data miner. And uh, Michigan has, and it's growing. It's uh, 1,981 sightings. And wow. the very first one reported, and this is all due to Val's credit, uh, is uh, 1,642, I believe, or 1,646, uh, when the French uh, sent a telegram, a, a letter over to France talking about uh, a tribe of Sasquatch on the move in Michigan and stuff. And then long story short, they were, they were traveling across the state and uh, the townspeople chased them uh, across uh, Lake St. Clair to Harsons Island and stuff. And uh, there's a, several stories of old Fort Detroit and Sasquatches and stuff. So barely, er, very early report. Uh, here in Michigan, and of course, all the way till to now. So, well, like I told our last guest, the government knows all about them. The government has bodies. Right? We know that for a fact. You know, look at that brush fire last year out west. Oh, did, yeah. you, did you hear about that where the firemen found Sasquatch? I think three quarters of the body was burned and they were treating it and government officials showed up, recovered the body and told them that this didn't happen. Don't talk about it. Made some threats. They disappeared. You know, they know. I mean, certain spots in California and out West, you know, they sanctioned lands you know, out of nowhere for no reason where Bigfoot lives. Here in Kentucky, uh, they got signs by Daniel Boone's National Forest, and I think uh, down there by Lake Cumberland, if, if I remember right, you know, don't feed Bigfoot and stay away from them. And these were actual park signs, not a sign that you and I would put up. So they're being right. acknowledged. <laughs> Slowly, I think they are. Yeah, th I mean, there's been programs to, I mean, manage them for last hundred years at least, I would say. Uh, and here in Michigan, we definitely have, we can see that, and we definitely have reports and uh, even sightings reported of uh, people listening to scanners of, of law enforcement talking about Sasquatch. Uh, and and responding to uh, calls of Sasquatch reported in people's yards. Very recently, uh, a couple months back, beginning of summer, uh, there was a call, uh, and police responded to a Sasquatch uh, sighting in someone's yard. So uh, it happens all the time and stuff, and sometimes they can't cover it up. Uh, I think that... Uh, Personally, you know, they, obviously they they're doing some sort of managing system. They must be doing a, a pretty good job if they're the Sasquatch are able to uh, thrive and survive and uh, 
be around our civilization as close as they are without too much conflict. Seems like uh, something's going on that's they're they're doing something right. Well, you um, know, we look at our technology today, you know, with our smartphones, the cameras we have. I mean, we got the evidence on film. Everybody says it's yeah. fake, it's bogus. You know, if somebody asked me, you know, is this fake or real? And my answer to them is, I don't know. I didn't take it. You know, don't get me wrong. Little Johnny's drunk. He's in a little gorilla suit, monkey suit, whatever, running around the woods, scaring people. I know that happens. I know there's fakes out there. But all the ones we see are not fakes. You're not going to be 30 miles away from somewhere and find footprints and have encounters out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, and they have the DNA evidence. I, I forget what it's called. I have to Google it. But they have some type of way to abstract DNA from creeks, streams, ponds, lakes, rivers. That tells you each an animal that walks through there, urinates through there, uh, scat, drinks, anything. And every time they do, it comes back 98% human and 2% unknown. Now, if we take those calculations and look at chimpanzees, chimpanzees are 98% human and 2% chimpanzees. And it always comes back 98% human and 2% unknown primate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's close enough, and yet there's still that gap that makes them uh, completely different. So, yeah, but it, and I think know, the DNA test, yeah, it does it comes back as human. And most tests, unless you're spending more money to test even more details on thing, it's going to come back probably as human. I think that's why the majority of the tests, even as really good examples that uh, verify, you know, reliable researchers and people have sent in that said, you know, that is Sasquatch comes back as human. You know, maybe we're not testing the right way and stuff and. It's all about funding, you know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not rich. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not getting paid to go on TV, and no one's getting the funding to really do the credible stuff. And uh, you know, that's what needs to be done. And stuff is uh, research needs to be taken seriously and stuff because people are witnessing stuff all the time, every day. Um, I'm just one person. I, I've I've encountered a, a number of things. I I know a number of people have encountered several different things. You know, other cryptids. You know, uh, UFOs, ghosts. You know, a lot of Americans will tell you they'll believe in ghosts rather than Bigfoot. But you know, it, it's 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 tomatoes and tomatoes. Um, you know, here in Michigan, over the years. I'm a. We'll get into this. My the Dogman encounter. Uh, I used to think Dogman and stuff was just uh, a Bigfoot, misidentified Bigfoot and stuff. And uh, over the years and stuff, as a kid, I experienced ghost stuff and I've seen UFOs and stuff, but I didn't think you know Dogman was real. And uh, even though there, I've seen other cryptids, uh, the Stick Man. We can talk about that maybe. 
Um, you know, I always thought, you know, Bigfoot was, is everyone's seen a Bigfoot. It's, you know, baboon face is just elongated. Um, but uh, two years ago, uh, in October, uh, it, was, it became very real. And uh, me and my family were driving down this road at dusk. And basically, uh, we I seen this canine head cross, start crossing the road. And I, I registered. I was like, oh, cool. You know, coyotes. You know, it's crossing the road, whatever. You don't really see that at often. They come out at nighttime. When it got in the middle of the road, I was like, holy crap. It's a massive wolf in lower Michigan, pretty far south in Michigan, where wolves are not known to even be or uh, officially will not officially won't be accepted at all. Uh, it was huge and stuff. And it, it crossed the road in all fours, a normal massive wolf. Um. When it got into the field and stuff, it rose up and began to run like a human, like this. Oh. Very fluently. It never stopped, nothing. It just went from all fours to running like this. And we were driving 55 miles an hour, and we pass it, of course, and it's running like a human, and we just continue on. And I'm talking to my girlfriend, did you see that? Oh, my gosh, what did you see? And so, yeah, I guess... Uh, if that's what people are seeing and saying that's what Dogman is, then yeah, I guess that's what I've seen, a Dogman. Um, but if it never got up like a human, you would have never thought it was anything other than a natural wolf. It wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger, muscle-bound. It didn't look like it was steroidic, you know, like a Greek god. It was a natural animal on all fours that simply rose up and continued to bipedally run very fluently like a human i mean there was no hindrance it was very fast and you know know, um that's crazy yeah i so i guess people are experiencing dogman i mean that's what i've seen but it doesn't look like a werewolf in my opinion just a wolf that can get up and move on its hind legs very fluently you know, somebody asked me about Dogman once and asked me, you know, what my opinion was. And and I don't know too much about Dogman, you know, besides what people tell me when I interview and what, what I see on TV. And my thing is, I think that Dogman is demons from hell that have been turned loose the best way i can put it that come through a portal you know in the bible it says god casted out a third of the angels he didn't say he cast out third of the angels to hell where'd the third of the angels go to so i mean i don't know i mean what's your take on it well, I hope not, right? Uh, the most frightening aspect is, you know, it all could be the, a demonic aspect, you know, Bigfoot, UFOs, ghosts, dogmen, whatever other cryptids, it doesn't matter, right? Because they're all under the same umbrella, you know? Uh, I, you know, I, I can't, I don't know yet, you know? I do believe uh, spiritually, there are demonic entities out there. They can take different shapes and forms. 
That's why I don't ghost hunt and stuff because you don't know what you're interacting with. You don't know. Most of the time, you know, it's bad. Um, the same thing with Sasquatch and stuff. We don't technically know, and, you know, it's very deceptive and stuff, you know. There's a very common, luring, you know, deceptive, friendly forest giant, you know. When you're out in the field, you know that you, you can constantly always chase them and chase them and chase them, and they just lead you out further and further and further until they encircle you and... A lot of people say they look monstrous, demonic, eat people, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I Uh, I personally have not been shown enough in my experience that they are demonic in nature. Um, Aliens and sort of of things, I, I would lean towards demonic entities and stuff because... I mean, you hear people scream the name of Jesus in these instances, and if an alien who doesn't believe in God and stuff, and it's not supernatural, how can that name protect people and stuff? So, uh, when I when I'm out in Sasquatch and stuff, yeah, I've I've prayed and stuff, and nothing's ever happened and stuff, but I've never been shown any inclination that they are demonic. But again, you know. Um, it, it could be all under the veil. You never know. And it'd be very sad uh, because a lot of people would just be uh, deceived and stuff, you know, Lord. And, you know, it's very dark rabble hole when you go down uh, that sort of thing. There's a lot of aspects and a lot of things you could get into and dominoes and stuff. And uh, we just don't know as of yet. Well, I was fortunate enough, I'm prior law enforcement, and I was fortunate enough to get an autopsy report from a famous person that's really big in the dog band and uh, had several, several encounters. And when I looked at the autopsy report, it had the stamps the signatures it was, it was actually legit how they got it i couldn't tell you and uh when i read the autopsy report it did not match what they put down as the cause of death and they put down the cause of death was a pack of dogs well with the laceration marks and the arms ripped out of the sockets and so forth a pack of dogs are not going to do that. You know, and I know a pack of dogs will munch, munch, bite, maybe tear some flesh and take off. So it was very interesting. So that, that shows me that the government does know and they're covering that up as well. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, if there's these creatures out there that are roaming these land and uh, some are, you know, attacking people. Obviously there's probably going to be cover-ups and uh, research studies and all sorts of things. Um, if I come to the conclusion that they, these things are demonic or monstrous and stuff, I'm definitely be uh, more inclined to uh, defend myself more openly than uh, I guess I am. I'm, I'm trying to get interaction with Sasquatch and stuff and obviously get things on, um, film but uh if 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 they're more monsters than anything else then 
you might as well just go out and hunt because there's no reason for them to there's no reason for them to be managed. <clears throat> Sorry wow. about that. Or um for them to uh be allowed to live next to next to us. You know, I mean, if they're demonic and they're monsters and just bloodthirsty and just going to kill us all the time, there's no reason for them to be allowed to live next to us. That's my, that would be my opinion on that. Well, if they're not monsters and they're intelligent and they're people and they're something that's not demonic, then they should have a chance like any other life form animals that we give. They do that are not rules on the book for Bigfoot. If you kill Bigfoot, it's capital murder. Right. Right. So, uh, and if it is proven and it is human and stuff, you know, that first body might be considered murder. So, and I, I've been told by many people that investigate and encounters with Dogman, they cloak themselves. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, another thing about my encounter is I had a premonition, basically, a dream that came true. And the one thing that, it kind of freaked me out is because, you know, I had a dream. There were certain people, and it, when reality yeah. hit, the people were sitting where they were sitting in my dream, around the fire, scenery of the tree, same conversation. And the, the key word, skinwalker, came up, you know. Right. And, you know, it's dark witchcraft type of Native American stuff. Uh yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's, you know, if that's related or anything, you know, it was just very weird. But uh, there's some people who believe that some of these, you know, things are skinwalkers and are not flesh and blood animals types. But uh, it's, you know, Native American magic and, and sort of things. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've been privy to information with law enforcement stuff and about occult killings. And there are legit things like that. And, uh, you know, maybe this, these things fall into those sort of things, and it's kept under wraps for, for our safety, obviously. Right. I believe it. I don't There's think a lot of that. stuff, freaky stuff out there, a lot of freaky people who believe in all sorts of things. So, uh, who knows? I don't think the American people, the average citizen, can actually handle the truth. Do you see no. Bob on the six o'clock news killing people? You would have every red, blue, white American out there with guns hunting. I heard that you could shoot at dog man and dog man they'd just turn around and look at you. So, you know, are they not flesh and blood? Are they flesh and blood? Some people say yes. Some people say no. So who's right? Yeah, I really don't know. You know, it's the hardest part is this. Everyone experiences stuff. There's there's a lot of evidence of certain things, you know, but there's no answers to any of the major questions that we've had for decades uh, and any cryptid you look at, really, uh, for whatever reason. But um yeah, this this aspect that uh, you know, even shooting Bigfoot sometimes that there's no blood, they don't react. It's like that nothing ever happens. Sometimes they just scream. Dogman in particular, a lot of stories seems like nothing happens. 
physically any creature on this earth can be killed if it bleeds it can die and right. guns have killed pretty much any the biggest land animals in the world so should no problem take down a sasquatch or a dogman um if there are you know again spiritual entities you know that whole veil thing then there there's different rules that apply obviously right spiritual warfare spiritual protection and spiritual weapons that take down spiritual entities you're right so maybe there's a, a bunch of rule set and rules and stuff that uh that has to be followed and stuff that, and the government knows obviously you know there's there you know they've they you know they study everything whether or not it's uh legit or not um there's declassified stuff that they look into all sorts of aspects of psychic warfare a bunch of different stuff that some people would consider spiritual stuff, spiritual aspects, you know, psychic warfare, spiritual warfare type of things, uh, quantum science, quantum uh, theories and stuff that they're improving and stuff. I mean, there's all sorts of new new aspects and stuff that we're discovering that the public's allowed to know, I should say, because obviously the stuff that's kept under wraps is and more advanced. Than uh, the civilian market, more advanced than other governments and stuff. So I'm sure that they've discovered certain things in different life forms and things that live underground. And uh, I don't think it's all spiritual and stuff, but uh, there could be some things that are spiritual connected and spiritual entities and forces and physical creatures on this earth. Right. Uh, it's just it's just hard that we just don't. No, because some creatures might have natural super supernatural abilities that are just quantum abilities that are natural, or you know, there's spiritual aspects, and these things are you know, you know, it, it, it's hard. But it's the quantum science and quantum theories and stuff, the way that some of these things are playing out, does shed light on how things are can be possible without jumping into like some supernatural spiritual aspect. Right. Uh, I know a lot of people say about the spiritual side. I know a lot of people say don't bring in religion into the cryptids. You know, so I don't know. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I my stance is basically this, you know, if it's natural animals and stuff, you know, God can, God, it's, you know, it's, it's like any other natural animal, right? Uh, if it's spiritual and stuff, and if it's, you know, demonic, then obviously it's not of God. And I'm, in that case, I would consider anything that's not of God is spiritual and demonic, automatically demonic in my book, because... You don't know what you're messing with, and if it's trying to trick you and and lure you into a self calming, you know everything's okay. Look over here, you know. Don't mind this. And I, I mean, honestly, you, you know, it's it's it smells fishy, you know. If you're religious and stuff, if God's gonna do something. It's gonna be pretty direct and to you and stuff. He's not gonna send a Bigfoot and you know, make you say, you know, have to keep walking to follow him, you know, because the Bigfoot's mind speaking to you and stuff like that. It's probably not, you know, a good thing to probably do, right? You have these things speaking in your head and stuff. It's probably not a good idea to like fully trust them and stuff. You know, you don't know. 
Uh, in the Bible, it says you should test the spirits because if they are of God, they will reveal that. And if they are not, obviously, you should be able to tell. Uh, you know, and that's all religious, you know, rel- religious on that. But um, hey, you know, there's a, a whole sleuth of things we just don't know. You don't have to be religious to experience these sort of things. But uh, sometimes religious sort of things that you you can read in any doctrine. There's there's stories of cryptids in the Bible. There's stories of spirits. There's you look at any other religious book. There's t- talks about spirits. Sometimes they talk about otherworldly creatures. Sometimes there's monsters and stuff. I mean, all these books are talking about different cryptids and stuff. I mean, something must be going on. Yeah, you're you're right. Absolutely right. So uh, and that's what the Lost Cryptids is about. That's why I came up with the name is this idea that, you know, mankind keeps having amnesia, you know, lost civilizations. We knew about these, these lost cryptids, you know. These cryptids had names and stuff. These monsters have names. We had uh, cultures and stuff that had stories and warfare and uh, people that experienced and killed these things. And we lost that. Now there are these lost cryptids who we come up with names like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and we have no data, no information, no stories that we can remember. And stories that we hear from the natives, we dismiss as fairy tale. Oh, they, the little people you know, of, of Africa, the little people of Asia, the little people of North America, the little people of South America, the little people of the North Pole. I mean, anywhere you go, these people speak different cultures, completely different languages, never even seen each other different time periods that these stories take place, and yet they talk about the same sort of things. So we have amnesia. They're lost cryptids, and now we have to rediscover it with this modern technology. It's written already from the past. You know, there's a difference between legends and folklore. Certainly. You know, legends come from part of the truth. I, I mean, I just don't know. It, it's it's just hard to explain, and anybody can debate, you know, about the dog man and Sasquatch, Bigfoot, you know, muddy monster, ever however you want to call them. So, what was your experience with the uh, the dog man? Was it was that the only one? That was the only one as of yet. Yeah, it was it was pretty blatant. It was you know it was sunset and stuff in the. My girlfriend said the creature was standing up. Wow. Then it went on fours, and that's when I seen it. So I was looking at the car, and, I, and I've been in this spot. We drove down dozens of times a year. Yeah. It seemed the car coming down the road easily. It could have waited, could have hidden the bush, could have not crossed the road. But when it crossed the road, you know, it, if you've ever seen like a wolf run or a bear run, when they really fresh get going, their head starts bobbing. It was going like that, and it did turn and look at us. And my girlfriend said it, it was like it looked right through her. So she said it was very freaky. She didn't like that. And uh, it turned and looked at us, and, you know, kept going. And um, it was on purpose. It was very weird. Um, this is <laughs> this is not in the middle of the woods. 
This is farmland America. This could be in any farm belt in any state. This is just, you know, just outside of cities. This is not rural America. This is this is just just outside cities in the country. And yet this creature is basically and very close to houses. You're talking about less than a quarter mile from a house and stuff. And, and basically almost open daylight, sunset. If that person was looking out the house, he would have seen that. Um, I just, it just blew my mind. So I am hoping to experience more Dogman stuff. We experience uh, Sasquatch more often than not. Uh, I feel like the population is just very heavy in Michigan. Um, if you go to the YouTube channel, the Lost Scriptures Conservatory, we have different uh, expedition videos. Uh, you can look at the one from uh, from Allegan, part one and part two. Uh, we go after them and chase I, chase after this uh, subject and stuff. And uh, you can hear the subject and stuff on audio. And part two, we actually have more interaction. Stuff gets thrown and we get hissed at. We get uh, grunted. A huge rock like this gets chucked up and and down onto a creek. Uh, all this wasn't aggressive or anything, you know. This was a, just a display to to test to see what we were going to do, to see our reaction. I was speaking Native American. That's another aspect I do is I speak Native American to these creatures to see if they understand and try to get a response. It seemed to work in that area, and uh, they were around us. And that rock, man, wow. that rock was huge, and it goes poosh and. The uh, the researcher with me, you know, he he's pretty taken back by it because that rock would have, if he would have just thrown it at both of us, it would have took both of us out when we'd have been done. And we're in the middle of this creek bed in the swamp. They're around us. It's it's pretty intense. But um, all the encounters and stuff, I've never really had super aggressive one. I, I aggressive encounters. Besides, I got yelled at one time, but. Generally, they 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 kind of test you to see what you're gonna do, see how you're gonna react. I think if you know if you go out there with a calm set uh, mindset and good vibe, and you're not stupid, you're not out there on alcohol and drugs, and you're not gonna point your gun at everything that moves, you're not gonna shoot at things. They're not gonna interact with that kind of people. Why would they get it close to a trigger happy fool? You know. They're more curious about people who are more calm, who are going to sit back and analyze the situation, not just pull out a gun and start shooting because they're scared. They don't see anything, right? Uh, so that, you know, trying to get interaction with honey and not vinegar, you know, has, has been working a lot better. And we've had close interactions. You can watch a full encounter. It's called uh, Jason Kenzie and Blake Deutscher's uh Bigfoot encounter, and this was up in the UP. This was uh, la last July, two thousand twenty-one. Um, basically, we went out, and changed the recorder, came back, looking at some manipulation, and uh, started walking. And all of a sudden, we heard this burst of commotion or this brushing of the ground. It sounded like it drew our attention backwards. I got my rifle off my shoulder, pointed it at the ground towards the direction but at the ground because I'm I don't see whatever's going on. I'm thinking bear, thinking wolf, 
cougar because we seen tracks. Uh, we we heard a, a commotion of uh, several different individuals, and I indistinctively, I've been doing this since I was thirteen. I'm almost thirty two now. I instantly thought it was it's Sasquatch stuff, so I I put my I put my gun away, and very very shortly, uh, they one Sasquatch tree peeked out, and you could see the silhouette, the eye shine, and the camera starts rolling. And you guys can watch that encounter. You guys don't see the Sasquatch because it's too far away. You can see our reaction to everything. You can see eye shine in there too, and different in different uh, uh, at different moments, but not when we see them tree peeking. Then a second one reveals itself right there. Me and Jason both see them. We're pointing at them and stuff, all sort of things. And they're not they're not running away. They're, they're just right there. And I, I hear a third one uh, circling us, trying to flank us, circling us. And uh, we walk up to the tree to where these ones are at. Uh, now, the first one was crouched down, I think. He was about maybe three feet, three, four feet off the ground. And the other one was standing about eight foot off the ground. When he revealed himself behind the tree, they're behind a, a tree and they're like this. And, you know, at first I'm trying to be skeptical and I'm trying, okay, you know, this could be, this could be raccoons or something, you know, just behind a tree. It could be this, it could be that. When it turned its head and it looked at the other one, all of a sudden I seen this massive, this, the massive cone head, the massive forehead just wow was freaky and i knew that is not anything but what i what i know instinctively in my gut this is a sasquatch this is what we're encountering we've been up here all week we've had different things going on this was the climax and we walk up to them we kind of sing goofily i'm trying to do everything and to present that you know we're friendly calm this this happened. There's it goes on for like thirteen minutes. You guys can watch the full encounter. Um, Jason actually is filming himself, and he sees one spider crawl across the ground. It's standing up, and he's ta- he notices he's talking. He notices it, but then he's he's and then he doesn't see it. His brain's not registering it fully. So he's he turns back to me. We're talking. And all of a sudden, he turns back, and you can see his body language. He can't fake this. He completely just does a like a second triple look, and see, he says he sees a sweater crawling across the ground. He freaks out and stuff. You can see eye shine close by us and stuff. And uh, basically, I invite them in Native American to come back to camp with us, where you know more of us are, and we have more equipment, more gear, more people. We're hoping to get more interaction and stuff. And uh, uh, nothing else crazy happened. But that they did show themselves. They did take the risk of this person has a gun. Let's make let's announce ourselves. See what they do. Wow, he put the gun away and stuff. Now let's show ourselves and stuff. And you know, our re- response to what they did dictated their next response. You know, if I would have, if I had my, I already had the gun out and pointed at them. They just scattered. They didn't come in and attack. They didn't do nothing. They were waiting to see. And, and taking the risk and probably understanding that maybe I wasn't going to shoot or anything. And I, I'm not that kind of guy, you know. If I, if I don't see, 
there's nothing to shoot at. I'm not going to start shooting at anything I don't see, even if I hear a Sasquatch or whatever. It's just not how you do. Uh, so very quickly, you know, this interaction ensued because of the calmness of putting the gun away. They understood everything that happened, every reaction to our reaction to their reaction. They understood. And so I, you know, it shows intelligence. It didn't show aggressiveness. I didn't feel anything demonic, nothing like that. But I don't know their intentions. They didn't say nothing to us. They didn't gesture. Um, nothing. They just allowed us to see them by this tree. As good as you can at nighttime, besides getting a flashlight right on them. I mean, we had headlamps, but they were crappy. Because my my really expensive one died shortly before this, but uh, it was just surreal. They they had actually allowed us. They announced themselves, and they had allowed us to see them. So that's awesome. That's what we're trying to do: is get more interaction like that, but caught on film. And uh, yeah, you guys can watch that on the channel. So we're trying to get more stuff like that. And uh, we've got older stuff that are, is pretty good, but that is, and you can see the eye shining. It's massive. It's it's right there. And I turn, I'm looking. It's, I don't see it. We have headlamps on. I don't know. It's right there, though. Well, they say that uh, Bigfoot and Dogman can actually read your mind and tell if you're a good person or a bad person. I don't know if that's true or not. What do you think? Well, the animals can do that, right? A dog can kind of sense sort of that kind of thing, too. But oh, you're right. I think it's just they watch people. They get a sense of who you are by watching your body language, how you talk, your tone, how you interact with the people you're out there, how you interact with animals, maybe with the plants and stuff, you know? Maybe there's certain aspects, like Jason, you know? Jason was cracking jokes the entire time, laughing, having a good time, being goofy, running out there. Sometimes he would trip and fall and just, you know, be goofy. That's just kind of the guy he is, you know. He was just doing that because that's how he is. You know, I could see how, you know, seeing that and stuff, that's the kind of individual that maybe they'd be more open to want to interact with instead of some, you know, some a-hole. That's, you know, being mean and, you know, waving a gun around and obnoxious and partying and all sorts of stuff. We don't know what they understand or what they comprehend and stuff. But I'm sure individuals who they feel are, you know, could be a danger to them or, or, or a wild card and a loose cannon, they're not going to want to get close to and interact with if they're curious. Uh, that's so, so. You got a good point on that. Can't argue with that, so. That's what I personally think is this they observe us out there and it depends on the you know, the individual. If they're curious enough and if they're open enough, they've had experiences with humans that are not super traumatic and stuff, being shot at, who knows, you know. You could have ones that straight up hate people for you know, various reasons. You could have some that are, you know, wanna have interactions with people, but they don't they don't see the people who would be fitting for that, you know? Right, right. Blake, is there anything else you'd like to add? 
Um, well, uh, this next year, we've got the uh, the Michigan Bigfoot and Dogman Conference that the Lost Cryptids is hosting here in Michigan. Uh, we have a Facebook page that we just started out for that. Um, we're going to be promoting that, doing that. Um, uh, along with the research expedition after that, uh, I'll be along a part of the uh, 168 Bigfoot documentary in Florida, number two. If you guys don't know what that is, uh, check out that out. We put Odyssey, Bigfoot. And uh, we'll be doing a lot of stuff. Uh, so check out the YouTube channel, Lost Cryptids Conservatory, the Facebook page, and the Facebook group. That's awesome. It's been very nice having you on the show. That's right. Give him a good round of applause there. Blake, it's been nice having you. Good information. Like always, you're always welcome to come back anytime. I probably appreciate like to have it. you come back on a regular basis, like probably maybe every week, every two weeks or something. You know, whatever works best. You know, we can plan that off camera. Yeah, I like the sound of that. You know, from Lexington, Kentucky, this is Grizzly. Signing off for tonight. I'll be coming live in the next 10 minutes with another podcast. Stand by, stand tuned. I'll see you shortly. Across America, good night, guys, gentlemen and ladies.